0: My name is Scott Chaloner, and you are listening to the Leaders' Council podcast for the people who run the country and the people who keep the country running. As regular listeners of this program will know, part of our mission here at the Leaders' Council is to bring you a variety of perspectives on both leadership and current affairs. And to that end today, we're joined on the program by Jelena Millich, Ambassador from the Cube Disability The Cube is a day centre and care service provider for adults and young people with a range of learning disabilities. And given that we are coming into Learning Disability Week, we're hoping here to raise awareness of the lived experiences of those with learning disabilities and how organisations such as The Cube are supporting those people. Um, Jelena, very warm welcome to yourself today. And by all means, thank you for joining us on the show. It's a real pleasure having you.
1: Thank you for welcoming me, and yeah, it's a great pleasure to spend on this lovely, warm day in England.
0: <laughs> it certainly is, isn't it? It's uh, the weather's absolutely yeah. fantastic. I think uh, with the summer solstice, of course, was yesterday. We're recording this on uh, July the uh, June, sorry, the twenty second, twenty twenty two. So yes. we're into the summer now officially. Um, Everyone's feeling good, of course. Um, And, um, Yelena, I've um, only sort of given a very vague outline there of what it is that you actually do with the Cube. So you do sort of provide services for adults and young people with various learning disabilities. So what does that support consist of, first and foremost?
1: Well, we have day service, and we recently expanded that to evenings and weekends. Uh, we have five bases in Northamptonshire. One of them is dedicated to the arts, so it's singing, dancing, musicals. The other centres are very general, so people will come in, adults with learning disabilities, that is, once they've left school. They may come in for one day and participate in a community trip out. They may go shopping, learn about food management, money, how to make a meal, so they're actually cooking and prepping food. Another centre may have a tutor in who specialises in kickboxing, so they're involved in that. So it's about making the person with a learning disability fulfill their life mm. in whatever genre they have friends that they see and meet new friends. It's a place of safety as well but also challenging them physically, getting their health better, mental wellbeing, which has really been highlighted in COVID, so they're not lonely. So it's about giving them a quality of life. They can go to any of the centres. And we found in COVID, we used Zoom, which was really good. Mm. But now we're back in the centres. Um, we've even opened up weekends and evenings to help people as well.
0: That's really positive. I can imagine certainly that um, sort of that having to adapt during the uh, the pandemic to, you know, take all your services online, that would have been an exercise that was probably quite strenuous at the time, but has proven to be in the long run quite a beneficial one for you, hasn't it?
1: It has, yeah. We were very fortunate that we came up with that idea on the very next day of when the UK closed down And believe it or not, it worked really, really well. People with learning disabilities took it on, and we were in their homes through the television, through the computers. So they weren't lonely, they weren't isolated, and it was fun. We have kept the service going as well. Sometimes we'll have Zoom parties. And it's also good for someone who's a little bit poorly sitting at home. They can watch their friends at the centres and you know still be involved you're not isolated so in a way it has been a benefit to zoom and that facility
0: yes certainly so and um the work that you do um of course you mentioned that some of what you work with um these people with learning disabilities on include like you know budgeting knowledge learning about food and that's hugely relevant at the moment isn't it with the current cost of living crisis going on and obviously it's difficult for you know a normal person to really kind of get to grips with rebudgeting and everything that is happening, let alone somebody with a learning disability. So it just goes to show just how important this engagement actually is, doesn't it?
1: It is. They're everyday life skills that all of us need. And someone with a learning disability might need a little bit more support, but it will affect everyone. So yeah, the cost of living affects the person with a learning disability, their everyday cost also affects us as a business because our costs are going up so are we getting paid enough to cover those costs so it it, they are difficult times you've just got to think differently and budget
0: exactly right and in the backdrop of all of this albeit unemployment is at historic lows Job vacancies also happen to be at historic highs because across the UK economy we're also trying to sort of get to grips with a skills shortage in many industries. And one way that the Cube disability is looking to help the people that it works with is actually helping them into work as well. Um, What does some of that consist of? Well,
1: you have to think that 2.5% of the population have a learning disability now, out of that 2.5%, 94% do not work. So you've got a workforce there. So, but these people, these people with learning disability have a 100% right to work, just like you and I. So employers, we, as employers, we need to think differently. We need to hire people with learning disabilities. Let them go to work let them have that um opportunity so i really think this week is learning disability week the 20th to the 26th of june and it's an opportunity for me to highlight why people with learning disabilities haven't got the opportunity to work now the only way around that is for employers to think differently so we need to think Why can't I hire that Down syndrome young man to work at the coffee shop? Why not? So we mustn't be frightened of um, insurance, risk, management. You know, what will happen? Mm. Will they be scared? We need to think differently. We need to think, wow, you know, let's give them that opportunity. Let's include people. Let's be equal. Let's be seen as an equality um, employer in today's day
0: as well yeah certainly i think that there's more of a duty isn't there on employers to rather than dismiss somebody because they have a disability and simply assume that you know there will be sort of lingering sort of anxiety and poor mental health after the covid pandemic and the impact that that's had i suppose the onus is on them to actually reach out and work with these people bring them on board give them the opportunity but obviously work with them to make sure that their well-being is in the place that it should be
1: Yes, you need to bridge that gap of the employer connecting to someone with a learning disability. Several years ago, I went to a town called Brackley, Northamptonshire, Oxfordshire, and I walked up the high street. There was barbers, hairdressers, coffee shop, restaurant, a bookshop, and I went in each one and asked them if they would help with supporting someone with a learning disability unpaid. Every single employer said yes. So I really do believe that employers are willing to open up their workforce and include someone with a learning disability. They just need that opportunity. So today, if you're listening to this podcast and you've got a business, is there someone in your company who's got a learning disability? If not, why? How can you find someone? So that would be my challenge this week for employers to employ Mm. paid or unpaid someone with a learning disability.
0: Absolutely. And I suppose a lot of employers, again, will be willing to kind of reach out, but perhaps maybe don't have the communication skills to do it, or at least they don't think that they don't. So in order to kind of be a good communicator with someone with a learning disability, what are the key sort of hallmarks of that from your perspective, Yelena?
1: Well, we actually do place people in work placement. So we'll meet the employer and say to them, for example, this is a, a young lady who's got Down syndrome, but she loves fashion. Mm. She loves clothes. She's very gregarious. So you've got to fit the right job with the right person, just like anybody as an applicant. Um In Daventry, there's a young man with Down syndrome who works at McDonald's. He's been there for years. How wonderful is that? We've got a young man who we placed at a barber's in Northamptonshire, the Barber Brothers. He came as a volunteer. The lads loved him so much. They loved Sam so much that they said, hey, we want you to work for us. He's all over their Facebook. He's like a star. So it's been an asset to the company. So it's things like that, that good feel factor, Mm. inclusion, equality, all those words that we banter about, but do we really do it? So this week is your opportunity as an employer. You're a boss of a company. If you're a chief exec, do something this week. Let's hire people with learning disabilities.
0: I think the situation with people with learning disabilities at the moment it's indicative of kind of a wrong attitude that we've had about getting people into work and getting the unemployment numbers down for quite a long time, isn't it? There is this underlying emphasis on just getting people into work, whatever that role may be in whatever vacancy, and we're not looking enough, we're not focusing enough on pairing people into jobs that suit them. And obviously in this instance, it's imperative, isn't it? And we're seeing the benefits of that.
1: Yeah, I think if you're 18, you've got learning disability, you've left school, you've got a whole life ahead of you. And yes, of course, you can come to the Cube Disability and um, use our facilities and fulfil your life. But will you do that for 30 years? You and I, when we left university, college, etc., you've got a plan of your career. And you may well change your career, but you've made that decision. Where someone with a learning disability hasn't even been given the opportunity to go for an interview, let alone get a job. So we've got to change that philosophy of why they shouldn't work. Yes, they can work. Yes, they will work. And yes, we will see them in workplaces. So I think it's a change of attitude. As a country, we're brilliant with learning disability. I think the UK is a leader in the world. We're really good with equality, women's rights, gay rights. And when we let ourselves down as a society, we pull ourselves up. For example, Black Lives Matters. You know, when we take our focus off things, we have reminders and campaigns. But, hey, has anyone done a campaign for learning disability? No, we're right at the bottom. So even in COVID, when everyone was given the right to have a vaccine right at the beginning because you were vulnerable older person, asthmatic etc, learning disability was missed off the list Mm. why? So you have to keep asking that, I will say Boris Johnson once he was told he put us straight on the list but you know we, we are always at the bottom of the list so it is time to shine the light on learning disability because they are great people they are you and me really they are part of society let's see them then let's feel hear them see them in a the workplace
0: because they've got a whole life ahead of them to work exactly and sometimes there isn't even the awareness of this is there i mean it is something that is like say put to the bottom of the list so so often and people might not be aware of you know that that underlying stigma that people with learning disabilities face, and this is why events like this, like Learning Disability Week, are so, so, so very important, aren't they?
1: Yes, I think you're absolutely correct. Most employers would actually think they couldn't hire someone with a learning disability. And you see the focus is on they can't work. When I was a child, I used to go on holiday to Croatia in a village, It was a very primitive village, right? You took the water out of the well. You Mm. had farm animals. And later on, as a teenager, I recognised that some of these people in this village had a learning disability. Yet as a child, I couldn't see it because they did everything just like everyone else. They learnt those skills. So again, given the opportunity, someone who lives here in Britain can work at a coffee shop you can teach them how to be a barista, learn the machine, clean the table. You can teach one money skills. So they just need to be taught, directed, just like an apprentice, a young person coming into a workplace. We've all seen, we've all made mistakes at work, haven't we? Until someone says, mm. no, you use the computer like this, etc." So it's about re-educating employers as well. So from the top to the bottom and actually taking the risk and hiring someone and putting them at the front of the of your shop so they're seen not hidden at the back doing the boxes. You know, I want to see learning disability out there.
0: Exactly right, because it shouldn't be hidden away, should it? And I think there is the tendency within society to do that, to kind of put them into, you know, the back room and that sorts of things. And wh- why do you think we do that? I mean, it's like it is something that's kind of grown and manifested itself in uh, society over uh, years gone by and that is something I think that certainly should be challenged
1: Yes, I think it's because we put it under that title of we're caring for someone, we're protecting them. Yes Mm. you are and that is important but where does care and protection become control or are making decisions for you because you've got a learning disability. If I'm a young person with Down syndrome and I decide to go out for the evening with my friends and I drink too much and I have a hangover, I'm just like any other young person who's experienced that. Mm. You can't protect everyone. So, for example, care homes, learning disability people are living in supportive living. They've got flats and they might have carers come in. So you're opening their world to the real world and you can't hide errors mistakes or risks you know a young person will end up maybe getting having too much to drink coming home late but how do you learn about life none of us lead a perfect life do Mm. we so once you start protecting learning disability you've got to be careful you don't control them
0: you do certainly you've got to make sure that you don't constrain them from you know, expressing themselves, and to that end, of course, I know it opened some time ago. But something I think would be great to touch on is that um, at the Cube Disability, you actually opened the county of Northamptonshire's first dedicated arts academy for adults with learning yes. disabilities to embrace people's talents and abilities and really showcase that. And that's just one example of how we can go about doing this.
1: Yeah, but again, you gave them the opportunity. You opened the centre. You gave them the facility. Mm. They're the stars of the show. So we've all got to give those opportunities. You know, it's when you hear someone, I made it because so-and-so let me borrow their car or something. There's always someone out there who wants to help you. And sometimes you need that first step on the ladder and the rest is, you know, they can do it themselves. People who learn disabilities know what they want, just like you and I. You know what you don't like, you know what you do like. If someone's telling you no all the time, eventually you're going to give up, you're going to be depressed, you're not going to live your life to the full. So here at the Cube Disability, we do give people opportunities, but you do also have to teach people, as I said earlier in the programme, teaching money skills, Mm. cooking skills. Um, You know, none of us were born able to cook. We all learnt. So there's no difference to someone with a learning disability but I just think this week is important to focus on their needs not not what we think they need there's a big difference there
0: exactly right it's about actually asking them what their needs are and you actually find that it's not really too dissimilar from sort of those of anybody else are they I mean it's basically teach them the skills give them the opportunities and as you know we've got plenty of examples it just goes to show that they can go and lead very rich and meaningful lives and contribute to society. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. yeah. I think also, you know, maybe employers could offer apprenticeships for learning disability. Um, the other problem that people with learning disabilities have is if they've got a care package, so they're paid for carers and their, their housing, et cetera, if they go to work, that can affect their care package as well. So sometimes that's a bit uneven. They can't go to the centre and work. But that grey area needs to be ironed out. So someone can maybe do 16, 20 hours of work in a supermarket, but go to the day centre for one day because it's a safety net. They learn new skills and Mm -hmm. that's where their friends are. So it's about getting a balance. But um, I am looking forward to listeners you know listening to this program today and then going away and thinking do you know what i'm going to do something about this today i will hire someone or at least look to hire someone you've got to start from somewhere
0: you do absolutely right and it is something huge to think about for listeners tuning in that may run their own businesses and their own organizations and obviously do certainly get in contact with us here at the Leaders Council, uh, you can even apply to be on the show to share your views on this and other issues via leaderscouncil.co.uk forward slash apply. And uh, to find out more, of course, um, about uh, Yelena and her organisation's work, The Cube Disability, I believe the best portal call is the uk, isn't it? Yes, that's correct. Yes. Yeah. So let's celebrate
1: learning disability this week. Let's highlight like learning disability this week. And most of all, let's embrace it. Because as a country, as business people, I think we're so good at embracing change, especially when it's good change. And there's been a lot of awful things with COVID, etc. Mm. The, the war now that's going on. So things are difficult at the moment. Yet Britain still seems to you know, find a path and move forward. And I think times may be difficult in the next few months. So we all need to focus on what's good in life, what's positive, and what small changes you can make to make everything else better. So those small changes, which may be that you hire someone with a learning disability to make the bigger picture better. So that's what I'm looking forward to seeing this year
0: yeah hopefully so, and uh thinking about beyond of course learning disability week um, as well yeah uh just for of course um your own organisation now um what are some of your own kind of goals and ambitions um for the next twelve months as we hopefully get to grips with this situation and all really pull together in one in one direction?
1: Well, we've bought a burger van and it's called the cube Cruiser, so we've got our own people cooking and selling burgers. So we're sort of trying to be entrepreneurial in the workforce. So we're trying to promote that. We're opening more centres. And also we're challenging the way we are. Um, We're trying to ask learning disciplines, you know, what is it you want? Because it's just giving them a service, but maybe they might turn around and say, you know what, I want to make a film or I want to go on holiday. Uh, Some of our guys are in Spain at the moment selling themselves. it's about twisting everything, turning it around, opening doors for other people as well, and linking up with other businesses. We've linked up with a couple of charities and a housing company as well. So it's expanded, not being so tunneled vision. And again, COVID taught us that, you know, you can work from home, you can work different hours, you can use a computer. So it's about all those challenges, thinking differently, but making your business better for the customer in whatever business you
0: are. Exactly right. Everybody can make a difference. And that includes right at the top, the political class as well, because as we've touched on earlier in the programme, you know the system isn't necessarily conducive to somebody who you know needs that care package to fall back on, but wants to better themselves, wants to go to work, wants an opportunity. So we can certainly recondition and rebalance that to sort of make people fulfil their full potential, I think it's certainly fair to say.
1: Yes. I mean, we all want to fulfil our potential. Isn't that what life is about, isn't it? But my focus today is to focus on someone with a learning disability and have their potential. I think it's time for them to shine, and especially this week when it is Learning Disability Week. So, you know, it's great that you've given me the opportunity to talk about it. Even if one person listens to this program and hives one person with a learned disability, that's a massive change. And that's how things do change with one tiny, small act.
0: Mm, Exactly right. And who knows what might follow beyond that. And let's take this week to really think on that and really celebrate um, this fantastic, diverse population of people we have here in the UK. Um, Yeah, Lena, thank you ever so much, of course, for taking the time to come and join us to talk about these issues that you are so passionate about. And I think, as you know, um, the Cube's plans start to really um, come together over the course of the next 12 months as well. I'd really enjoy the opportunity to actually welcome you back onto the show again, just to talk about sort of the latest goings on and how things are coming along in that respect.
1: Yeah. No, I appreciate the opportunity, as I've said, and the work yourselves do in highlighting different topics and different types of businesses, but all together, yeah, we're stronger, aren't we, together, that is the saying, and um, I do believe that's true if we all work together.
0: Exactly, and that includes everybody, regardless of your background, regardless yes. of your ability, exactly right. Um, It was an immense pleasure, um, of course, talking about this with you, uh, Yelena. And by all means, um, please do take care and stay safe with all still going on in the world as well.
1: No, thank you so much. And thank you to the listeners as well. I appreciate it. Yes, have a I'd, good day. And enjoy the sunshine.
0: <laughs> absolutely. I would like to extend that message to all tuning in as well. Uh, you have been listening to the Leaders' Council podcast with myself, Scott Chaloner, your host today, and our guest, Yelena Millett from the Cube Disability. Um, To all tuning in, um, please do take care and goodbye. And do remember, if you do feel that you have your own story to share with us here at the Leaders' Council, or you feel you've been you know personally touched personally affected by some of the issues we've discussed today and want to talk about that further then do visit leaderscouncil.co.uk forward slash apply because we'd love to hear what you have to say take care once more and goodbye and enjoy the weather